Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the beauty room. This is the second episode, and I'm so excited. I hope everybody had an amazing Labor Day weekend. I know I did. Long weekends are always needed <laughs> for everybody. So I hope everyone enjoyed their time, had some good weather. It's gloomy and rainy here in Boston. It is so gross. All I want to do is curl up in a ball and watch TV. But here we are, and I'm so excited to get into this. Today's episode is going to be good. I have so many things to talk about. And to start off, I just want to address you are just amazing. Like the amount of feedback that I have received from starting this podcast last week is overwhelming, overwhelming. And I'm so thankful for this just like follower base and this support that I have from you guys because I I, I did not expect the outcome of this first week. <laughs> I really didn't. And the amount of people who have messaged me, who have submitted questions, submitted topics, it's amazing. And I'm so, so happy that you guys love this just as much as I do because it's like, I've been so happy ever since I started it just because I, I don't know, I feel like I'm connecting with you in such a deeper level. And it's just, I just love that we're creating this community and it's just is so exciting to me. So obviously we have a lot to talk about this week and I'm so excited to get into it. So let's do it. I think I got over 1,500 questions submitted last week between the three polls I put up on my Instagram. So obviously we'll address that at the end of this episode. So let's get into some topics that I have seen being the most asked and the most important to me. I also love how diverse these questions are. We have beauty, skincare, makeup, all that stuff, obviously, but we also have questions on life and relationships and all these things that I adore talking about. And so I'm excited. One topic that I got so, so many questions on is Botox. Botox, filler, procedures, facials, all that stuff. So let's just dive into that because this can be <laughs> such a long topic, but I think that it's something that a lot of people have questions on and a lot of people want to know a little bit about, especially in the skincare and beauty community. So let's talk about it. So Botox, let's start with Botox because I get Botox and I talk about it a lot on my TikTok. Botox is a preventative routine for me. It's not so much I need it. It's more of a preventative thing. And if you don't know what Botox is, it's a neurotoxin and you get it injected into areas where you have wrinkles and it basically just relaxes those muscles temporarily. So you're not creasing your skin, aka wrinkles, and it's just used for anti-aging. As the years go on, we see people get Botox a lot younger than people have done before. And I think that it's looked down upon by, you know, the older generation because they grew up as in, oh, Botox is only used when you're old and you have wrinkles. But now the millennials and Gen Z, we're all kind of getting into the aspect of anti-aging and preventing anti-aging because we want to look young forever. So... <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are getting Botox really, really young. I started when I was 24. So, and I've gotten it about, God, five times, six times now. And I get it every about six months. And what I get is typically what they would call baby tox. It's a small amount of it. It is not a lot. 
but it depends. I mean, someone can take 30 units to do their forehead and another person could take 10. Like you really just don't know. And that's why it's very important to find the right injector and the right person that you trust because it is still something that's getting injected into your face, you know? But Botox is a hot topic. It's something that a lot of people are doing slash a lot of people are really interested in doing it. And I'm going to tell you a huge reason why this is, is because of the way that it makes your skin look, the way that it makes your makeup lay on your skin, the way that your skin glistens with Botox. There's so much more to it than the prevention, but it, for me at least, it is amazing. I love it. I've always loved it ever since I tried it for the first time. And I've talked about that on my page. I'm very honest about it. And I'm not going to tell you that I don't have it. You know what I mean? Because I do. And a lot of people do ask me questions about it. So I did want to touch on that. And I'm not telling you go ahead and book your Botox appointment, but I'm saying don't be scared (laughs) because it is great. And I do really love it. And I think that if you find the right person, it, you know, can really pair well with a good skincare routine and facial regimen. And that kind of leads into the next topic I want to talk about is procedures, um, facials and skincare routines. Obviously, I try to get a facial every month. Does it happen every month? Absolutely not. I just feel like I don't have the time to go get them. But a good facial every month is amazing. And if I could do it every month, I would 1000% do it. But, you know, life gets ahead of you and you just don't remember. A month flies by by the time you realize you haven't gotten a facial in a month. But there's a lot of questions in my submission box about, like, why don't influencers talk about facials that they get instead of just, you know, talking about the products that they use? And that's not the case, at least for me, it's not. Um, because I always, every time I get a facial, I swear I put it up on my TikTok because it's amazing and I enjoy it and I enjoy recording it. But, you know, it doesn't come down to the facial to make your skin good. Yes, it helps, but it all starts with what you're doing at home. It starts with what you're doing every single night. A facial, one facial a month is not going to override what you're doing every single night or every single day at your home. So, that question kind of, I think, was asked maybe from assumption or incorrect knowledge. So I wanted to address that as well because facials aren't what is going to cure you or clear up your acne. It really is what you do after the facial that's going to help in the long run. There's lots of other procedures that you can do like microneedling, there's peels, there's lasers, there's so much you can do. But It all depends on what your skin is like or what your needs or what you are trying to achieve with your skin goals. Like for example, microneedling. Microneedling is a facial that you literally make little mini wounds in your skin for your body to produce more collagen and elastin, which then heal your skin and help you look younger. But this procedure is, you know, recommended for people with acne scarring and stretch marks, that kind of stuff. But for me, I don't have really any acne scarring and I've gotten microneedling a few times for hyperpigmentation or just really dark marks that I had on my skin and I absolutely love it. If you've ever heard of the vampire facial, I know Kim Kardashian went viral for this. It is what it is. Basically, they take blood from you and they spin the blood and when you spin the blood in this little machine, the PRP from your blood comes out and this is what they call the liquid gold aspect of your blood and it's like has all these amazing benefits to it and basically what they do is they 
put the liquid gold on your face and then that's when they'll go in with the microneedling and that serum that's actually natural will just get kind of pushed into your skin. This is called the PRP microneedling facial. That's what I got and I literally loved it. It was amazing. I was glowing from the sky above for like two weeks. But let me tell you, the last time I got that facial, I have the funniest story ever. You guys are going to die. But I got that facial and you have to like leave the serum that they put, well, the blood, I guess, on your face for like six hours. You cannot wash your face off. So like for the first couple hours, it literally looks like you have blood all over your face because it still has like a red tint to it. And I was driving home. And my drive was like 20 minutes from my house and I was driving home and I got off on my exit and it's like a back road. When you get off on my exit to go to my house, there's like a back road for like a little bit until you get to the main road. And I think the speed limit there is like 30 miles an hour. There's always cops, always cops on that road. And I was going like 35. The cop pulls me over. I looked like I just came out of a Texas Chainsaw movie. I had blood all on my face. And the cop pulls me over. I'm like, oh my God, freaking out my car. Oh my God, oh my God, they're going to arrest me. They're going to think I committed a crime. Like, da, 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 da. So they pull me over and I'm like dying laughing in the car. And I look outside my window and I'm like, hi, officer. He's like, uh, hi, are you okay? And I was like, oh, it's fine. This is a facial. I swear I didn't kill anyone. He, he literally didn't even come to my window. He did not take my license, nothing. He just said, all right, well, you were speeding a little bit, but um, get home safe. And just pulled away. I was crying laughing. I messaged my facial, my esthetician. And I was like, oh my God, I just got pulled over. And obviously she knew what I look like. And she was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so yeah, don't speed after you get that facial because you might get arrested for murder. <laughs> so yeah, back to the procedures that I was talking about. Another one that is good is micropeel. Ugh. God, micro peel, chemical peel, not micro peel, but chemical peels are also great. I get a lot of questions about this. Um, I actually last winter, I did a pretty severe chemical peel and I literally talked about it all throughout my TikTok. I was peeling like a snake for like seven days. So chemical peels are great for texture and they're great to just improve an overall appearance of your skin. They even help with fine lines and wrinkles. And I got it done for more so hyperpigmentation and just lines around my mouth that I, you know, they were just bothering me. So I got that done and downtime is about seven days. So please, um, if you're getting a chemical peel, be aware that you might be home for a few days after that, unless you just go embrace it. I embrace it. I went to the gym. People were staring at me. I didn't even care. But Chemical peels are also really, really good. So those are two that I get a lot of questions about, microneedling and chemical peels. Chemical peels, I recommend doing a series of three. Microneedling, also they recommend series of three, but after the first microneedling session, you see more of a difference, I think, than the first chemical peel session. So definitely three for chemical peel, for sure. And then you can get even more severe with like laser treatments, like laser resurfacing treatments. These are going to be more severe on downtime and they're going to be more expensive as well. But all of all of these procedures are going to just help with, um, you know, texture, acne scarring, wrinkles, anything like that. But obviously there's a level of severity. I think that a chemical peel would be like level one and 
laser resurfacing treatments would be like level three, like for very severe acne scarring. But I've seen very severe acne scarring literally disappear with microneedling, even chemical peels, series of chemical peels. So it really just depends on the severity of um, the issue that you're trying to treat and just really what you want to achieve with your skin. Just like I said before, everything just depends on your goals and what you are trying to achieve personally, because not everything that you see working on one person is going to work for you in that same amount of time that it worked for them. I think that's where that kind of question of, oh, why don't influencers tell us about the procedures? That That's just because they're not being honest and true with all the procedures they get. I'm always honest and true with everything I get, but I'm going to tell you the biggest difference I saw in my skin was because of what I did at home. So you can get procedures and treatments and facials and all that stuff, but it starts with what you're doing in your bathroom when you wake up and go to sleep. So yeah, a skin is an investment, guys. It's something that you need to invest in. And if you really want to take care of it and really buckle down and get your skin on another level, then you need to invest in it. And it, I mean, nothing comes cheap and easy. So I learned that the hard way. I struggled for quite a long time, honestly, with hormonal acne and clogged pores and texture and just not feeling comfortable in my own skin. Granted, I didn't know as much as I know now, especially looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't double cleanse at night or oh my God, I slept with my makeup on. Like these things give me the chills when I think about it because now I know how horrible and awful that was for myself. But, you know, I invested in my skin and I really invested in learning what was good for me and learning what helped. And, you know, like I said, um, my mom's an esthetician. I got facials all the time, but just those facials didn't help. And I also was away. I was thousands of miles away, so I didn't get facials all the time with her. And it was up to me to really if I wanted to change my skin, it was on me. I had to put the work in and I had to do the research and I had to find what worked best for me. So don't put your, shall say, destiny in other people's hands. Do it for yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. And that's what I'm here for. I want to share my knowledge. I want to share my tips. I want to share everything I can that I learned the hard way. So you don't have to do that. So I love these questions and I love Uh, when people ask me these stuff, because I am more than happy to talk about it. And clearly you guys know that I could talk about it literally for four hours. So we'll touch back on skin again um, in the end of this podcast, because there's so many questions about it. So I'll read them out loud. I'll read some out loud and we can talk about it products wise and etc. But now let's talk about another topic that was overwhelmingly flooding my inbox and questions. And that's relationships, relationships of all kinds, relationships with your husband, your boyfriend, and relationships with friends. This was something that was all up in my inbox. So, and I would be so happy to talk about it because honestly, I've had a very eye opening year when it comes to relationships and toxic people and people that don't, don't serve you. I've, I've, honestly have a lot of experience with it. So I'd be happy to talk about that. I got quite a few questions on just how to just keep your connection alive. And I talk obviously a lot about my relationship on TikTok. Just, you know, my, me and my husband are very, very, very close. And we've been together for almost eight years now. It's going to be eight years next month. So we've been together for a long time and we are so in tune with each other and very connected. And I think a lot of people kind of see that and ask me, like, how do you, you know, not get bored of each other? And how do you do that? 
And honestly, I'm going to tell you the most important thing in a relationship is respect for one another. And he will say that as well because it's so true. Respecting every aspect of that person is what's going to just keep your love alive. And it's so weird to think about that because something so simple, but it's honestly extremely complex. And it's so much deeper than people think it is. Like respect is not just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go cheat on that person. Like that's, that's so much more than that. It has to do with even just the way you listen to someone or even just the way you you talk to them, even the way that you do specific things. Like it's so, so deep and I'm going to get into it a little bit. And to start off, like neither of us are perfect. Like we're humans, we're not perfect. It's normal. But that's where the respect part ties into just a relationship as a whole. And like I was saying, it ties into every single part of a relationship because when you mess up or you do something that the other person doesn't like, you need to, even if you think that you're right, you need to give them the respect of listening to their feelings. And I'm going to tell you, this was something that I struggled with in the beginning of a relationship. I, you know, if I thought that he was wrong, I maybe wasn't the nicest when I listened to his feelings or vice versa, the same way with him. And not being heard or not feeling like your feelings matter is something that's pretty detrimental to your connection with someone. So that's why I feel like respect is just so important in so many levels. And it's also something that you could be doing or you could be not doing that you don't even notice because it's it's so broad. You know what I mean? And this also stems with every relationship you have. This is not just your relationship with your man or your woman, whatever it is. This has to do with everyone. If you're in a relationship with a friend or a parent or a family member and they don't respect you, how is that serving you in any way? How is that relationship benefiting you in any way? I learned that this year, that if that was the case with anybody in my life, why am I having a relationship with them? Why do they know anything that's going on with my life? Why? It didn't serve me and neither did it make sense to continue to have relationships with these kind of people. You know what I mean? And this past year has been the most amazing year of my life. And I will say that with full confidence because I became a different person, truly. I've become a different person and a person that I'm proud of, a person that I look back and say, damn, like you've really come a long way and I'm freaking proud of you for it. And the reason why this happened to me was because I had a really, really just life-turning experiences with people in my life that I had to cut out because I came to the realization that, hey, like this person's bringing you down. Why do you have anxiety when you're around this person? Why do you have anxiety when you have to address something with this person? Why every time you do address something with this person, you end up feeling like shit at the end of the conversation. You end up feeling like maybe you did something wrong or maybe you're going crazy that's not right. That's what you call manipulation. (laughs) And when I finally realized that I was dealing with someone very toxic in my life and maybe it was time to step back a little bit, my eyes kind of opened to all the different people that I had in my life that were actually also toxic. And they were actually also not clapping for me when I did something that was worth clapping over or even talking behind my back. And I didn't know. I was just so blinded, I think, to this because you know when you're around people for so long and you've had relationships with people for so long I think you kind of just close your eyes to some things that maybe you don't like but once that fire started it it didn't go out like for me it was okay you know what I'm if I'm removing this person from my life I need to remove it all because 
I'm not dealing with this anymore. And let me tell you, it was the most life-changing thing I've ever done in my life. And I could even get emotional talking about it because I can't believe that I spent so many years just dealing with this toxic and manipulative behavior in my life and just not doing anything about it. Obviously, as you get older, you see like these things and you see like that you just don't have time for bullshit anymore because you don't. And looking back, once I did that, it was like the weirdest things, like good things started happening to me. I My anxiety about certain things disappeared, gone. I lost weight, like my skin became clearer, like it was just taking a toll on my body and I don't, I feel like people just don't realize the negative effect that toxic people have on you. You may not even be thinking that, but like it, it's like bad for your health. And I saw that, like I, I really did see that and I saw a change in everything I did. And that was all because I finally came to the conclusion that I wasn't gonna have relationships with people that didn't serve me anymore. But let me tell you, it was not easy. It was not easy. It's very, very hard. And it comes with a lot of judgment. I still have people who judge me for removing specific people out of my life. And I know that. But do I care? No, because it's not their life. And maybe they're too scared to do the same thing that I have done because it does take a lot of courage and it does take a real like weird period of time where you're kind of figuring how to live without these people and and if you did the right thing it comes with a lot of emotions but once you finally get past the emotions you feel so powerful and so empowered by the decisions that you've made because you know that it was the right thing that I could give a shit less if I'm judged for my decisions or not I don't need approval from anybody and if I know that it's good for me why would I need approval from someone else And that right there is something that was also very eye-opening to me, approval. If you need approval from someone else, it's because you are not confident in your decision. If you're confident in your decision, you don't need approval from anybody else. And that's just a straight fact. And when I noticed that and I figured that out, people were like, oh my God, you've you've been really grinding in silence, haven't you? No, I haven't been grinding in silence. It's just because I don't need your approval and I don't need to talk about things before I do it because I'm confident in my decisions and I don't need anyone else's opinion to steer my mind in a different direction. For example, if I put on a shirt that I like and I'm like, okay, I love this shirt, but I'm going to ask my friend if she likes it too. Okay. I text my friend. She says, oh, actually, I think you could do better. So now I'm like, okay, wait, should I go look in my closet and see if I should put something else on? Like, no, I originally liked that shirt. And I was happy and confident in that shirt. But once I asked my friend, hey, do you like this shirt? And she didn't give me that exact same reaction to the shirt that I had. Now you sit there thinking, oh, well, maybe the shirt isn't as good as I thought it was. So you see what I'm saying? Like approval kind of just changes your brain in a little way when it comes to decision making. So that is why I don't seek approval. I just stick with my gut and follow my intuition because it's the most important thing. Got a little sidetracked there, but yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, um, this is all just stuff that I have really learned and experienced the past year. And I feel like it's just really important to share while we're on the topic. So back to what we were talking about originally, um, respect, respect is so important. And I just feel like it's so kind of overlooked as something that you should really pay attention to in a relationship. And I get questions all the time. So that is my number one thing in a relationship 
on how to keep a connection alive is respect. Because if you feel respected and you feel comfortable enough to share your feelings and thoughts and emotions with your partner, you're important to them. If they respect you, you're important enough for them to listen or get past that stubbornness and just make you feel important, which also stems into the next thing I was going to talk about is just making your partner feel important and loved and understanding their love language is also so important because your love language is probably not the same as your partner's or even a friend. And you need to kind of like learn that and figure out ways to show love in their love language, even if you don't reciprocate love that way. I could literally talk about this for hours, so maybe we should literally do an episode just based off love languages and relationships, but if your partner is willing to learn your language and show love in the language that you reciprocate, even though they don't reciprocate it the same way, that is going to make you feel so important, and it should make you feel important because they're taking time to kind of change how they know how to love because it's what makes you happy. So making you feel special and making each other feel important and loved is also at the top of the list of how to keep a connection alive. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So thank you for the people that have been submitting these kind of questions because obviously I love talking about it. But let's get into some questions now. I'm so excited. There's so many different topics and just questions in general. So I want to just pick some and we'll go over it together. A lot of people wrote in about how they enjoyed the fitness and healthy eating conversations that we had last episode. So um, these are kind of broad questions that I'm looking at right now. So just let me know exactly what you want me to talk about because I would be happy to. I love fitness and health and I think I have a lot um, to say over the past experiences and years that I've been going through it. So let me know on that aspect. So the next thing that we are going to talk about is a question that says best products for oily skin and red toned patches. I'm assuming the red toned patches that you're talking about are hyperpigmentation patches, especially if you have oily skin, because the other red toned patch that I would think would be a dry patch. But I think for um, oily skin, I'm just going to kind of go through a regimen. Um, the best thing for you cleanser-wise would be salicylic acid-based cleanser. Um, I love personally the SkinCeutical Simply Gel Cleanser. It's what I use almost every morning. I have pretty oily skin, especially in the summertime, and it's just a nice gentle cleanser, but has salicylic acid in it. So it's not going to strip the skin, but it's going to ex- kind of exfoliate the skin a little bit and not just be like a regular gentle cleanser. Because if I use just a regular gentle cleanser with oily skin, I tend to break out probably on day three of just using gentle cleansers because it doesn't give me enough kind of oomph for my skin because it is oily and needs kind of extra love. Another product I would recommend, especially for oily skin, is a gel-based moisturizer. I stick to only gel-based in the summertime. This is when my skin is the most oily and it's completely changed my skin. I used to use, you know, just a regular moisturizer, especially in the summer, and it always broke me out. The great product for oily skin would be just a serum that's going to trigger hyperpigmentation because us oily skin girls tend to get more so breakouts than dry skin. So it tends to kind of leave marks or darker marks, which would be hyperpigmentation. So some of my favorite serums for hyperpigmentation would be obviously a vitamin C serum. I love the SkinCeuticals, the Ephraelic vitamin C. It's my favorite serum ever. 
ever that I put on my face. But another really great one would be um, the Caudalie Vino Perfect Serum is great for hyperpigmentation and dark spots. And that would be great for that red tone patch that you're talking about. Also, another really good thing would be snail mucin. Snail mucin has come into my life for now, I think, a little over a year, and it's changed my skin completely. It has changed everything about it, too. It's now softer, texture-wise, better. It helped with hyperpigmentation, and it kind of it's kind of just like an overall serum that I think would help for the red tone patches as well, but I would treat that red tone patch just like a hyperpigmentation spot on your face because that's what it seems to be just from the description that you listed. A lot of questions on relationships and marriage, and uh, we went over that a little bit today in the podcast, so I guess we'll leave that there unless we have more questions in next week's episode we can always go more deeper into it next question i have here is what is relationships like in your 20s and i'm not sure if you mean more so broadly like relationships in your 20s or my relationships in my 20s i've been with my husband since i was 18 years old so my relationship is going to be a lot different than most 20 year olds in relationships but um the only advice I can really give you is like don't compare yourself to anybody else because I know that there's a weird divide between women in their 20s because you know there's going to be some people who are married some people who are single and partying all the time some people who are having babies you know it really just depends and everybody else's life is not going to be like yours so everybody has a different path and I think this is very um a very diverse age group because you really like have people doing every different thing in in their 20s so don't compare yourself to these people um or to anybody really because your journey is going to be 1000 percent different than the next person or the last person so i think that getting advice on like what you should do in your 20s is going to be wrong because everybody like i said everybody has a different path in their 20s Next question is, how did you get into skin? And I touched on this in my last episode. I grew up around skincare and the skincare world. My mother is an esthetician and owns her own salon. And I think just being around it kind of really at such a young age really gave me interest in it. And I wanted kind of to learn more about it. And once I was on my own and did more research and learned more about it, I fell in love with just what it did for me and my confidence and being able to just transform my skin on my own because I did the research and I did, you know, the work. It really just made me want to help others and share what I've learned with everybody else. And I think that's how I got here. Next question is actually on athletic wear, my favorite athletic wear brands. And man, I would live in athletic wear if I could. So this is a good question. Um, my favorite leggings and shorts to train in, like weight, weight training, would be navigation. I'm obsessed with their leggings. The material of these leggings are unreal. Granted, I do need to start trying different stuff because I only wear their stuff. Also, Lululemon, obviously, of course. Honestly, uh, it's it's overpriced for me. I know that it's um, worth it, but it is overpriced for me. The navigation leggings are like 40 bucks a pair. So I don't know. Those are my two favorites right now. I do want to try Aloe Yoga. I've heard a lot of really good things. And there's this other brands like Patula or something. I don't remember. But I want to try that as well. So there's a 
Def- definitely a couple of brands that I want to try out. But if you guys know any like really good athletic wear brands, um, let me know because I definitely want to try some different ones out. Next question. Best question. My favorite makeup brands. Mm, I like this question. Okay. Favorite makeup brands. Let's start with face. I'm obsessed with the Kosas foundation and uh, concealer. Best foundation and concealer I've ever put on my skin. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um, so let's start with that Kosas. Uh, for the face. Let's think bronzer. I love Makeup by Mario for any um, cream bronzers. Those are definitely my favorite right now. I really like the Persona Cosmetics as well. They have a really great bronzing stick. Um, For blush, Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath takes the cake. I'm obsessed. So good. So pigmented. Such a beautiful color range. Um, The Duo Blush is my new fave. I wear Paradise Glow like almost every day when I put the blush in. But also, if you want like more of a natural blush, the Laura Geller serum blushes are also amazing. I talked a little bit about them in my TikTok not too long ago, but those are really good for like no makeup days because they're, they literally feel like a serum. They're super, super lightweight and they're super glowy. So I really like that as well. Um, trying to think of other favorites, lips, makeup, um, forever has the best lip liners ever, as well as Charlotte Tilbury, Charlotte Tilbury for everything takes the cake, their foundation, their bronzers, their lips, their everything. They just have the best stuff. And I love her brand. So Charlotte Tilbury also would be a really high contender for one of my faves I don't have like a favorite like not I don't have like one that I say like oh yeah that's my favorite I have a few different ones that I can't live without for sure also on the topic of lips road skincare by Hailey Bieber has the best lip product I've ever put on my lips and I'm not just saying this because she's a celebrity if you guys really know like I actually don't like celebrity skincare at all but road is really good The peptide lip mask has been my new go-to for lip gloss or anything like ever since I got it. It's amazing. Truly amazing. The skincare part of it, it's good as well. It's not bad at all, but like the, the lip mask is like truly like iconic. I love it. But yeah, on the topic of makeup, blush is my favorite part of makeup. I have like maybe 50 different blushes in my beauty room. I love it so much. So I have like all different color ranges, but right now I will say Pat McGrath is my favorite for in the blush category. Okay, one more question. And I want to address this one because I love my new hair. (laughs) If you didn't know, I got bangs. Um, And someone asked, what did you ask when cutting your hair recently? I love the new look. And honestly, I kept my hair pretty much the same. I didn't cut any uh, length on the bottom. I just asked for thick curtain bangs with angled layers all the way down, like face framing layers. And I can't believe that I didn't do this before. I look back at videos that I recorded before I did my hair and I cringe. Like, why didn't I have any dimension near my face? I'm not really sure. But curtain bangs are iconic and I love them and you should get them. So I wanted to answer that question before we leave off because if we got into every single question we'd be here for like 8,000 hours so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in this was such a great episode I had such a great time recording it and I think we dove into some really good categories and I'm excited to see how you guys like it slash what you guys ask for next episode I literally can't believe it's September um that is nuts to me 
I went to Nantucket this weekend, and it was literally so beautiful. I like couldn't imagine of going like in the middle of August because I feel like it would have been too hot. But I'm excited for fall. I'm excited for the cold weather because I'm obsessed with fall, and I live in the Northeast, so fall is like the best here. But yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you crush this week, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.